Southeast Asia Crossroads, an educational podcast from the Center for Southeast Asian Studies at Northern Illinois University. I'm your host, Eric Jones. Today I sit down with Tomoyuki Shibata and Jim Wilson, and we discuss sustainable development goals in Myanmar. Well, welcome everyone out to another edition of Southeast Asia Crossroads. I'm your host, uh, Eric Jones, and with me in the studio is uh, Jim Wilson, associate professor in the Department of Geographic and Atmospheric Sciences, GAS. Uh, I guess, Phil, did, did you guys chuckle? You were pretty proud of yourselves? Oh, absolutely. That we yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. I bet you were. Um, and uh, Tomoyuki Shibata. All, uh, assistant professor, associate professor in the public health program at NIU. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for joining us. Um, they just did a, uh, uh, a very interesting presentation that uh, outlines some of their uh, current and future research. Um, sustainable development goals in in Myanmar is the presentation uh, they just gave. Um Maybe both of you want to talk about uh, what were you what were you up to this summer? A uh, little, little 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 field report that relates to this. Um, summer was uh, you know um, my season, so I was out of country ninety percent of my summertime. <laughs> so I was in Myanmar for four weeks, and Mexico for ten days, and Indonesia five weeks. Awesome summer, yeah. <laughs> And how about you? How about you, Jim? I uh, spent uh, the, uh, four about four weeks along with uh, Dr. Shibata in in Myanmar, and that was my only foreign engagement uh, <laughs> <laughs> over the summer, other than going to North Carolina, which you may <laughs> it's, say it's kind of foreign. It's kind of foreign. <laughs> but it was a 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 good engagement. Um, you you along with some of our other associates and and as well as international partners. Have been looking at at Southeast Asia, and in this case, in particular, um, Myanmar, um, with some of the uh, really problems and possibilities um, in terms of their um, development. Can you sketch out for our listeners, like what are what are we talking about when we say um, sustainable development in in Myanmar? Um, okay, so sustainable development. So let me talk about uh, you know global agenda. So United Nations established um, global agenda called Sustainable Development Goal, aka SDG. Uh, that consists of seventeen goals. Not only those you know the natural resources, but also the uh, you know poverty, you know gender equality, and human health. So seventeen goals. Uh, actually, those are actually. Based on the you know uh, previous global agenda, uh, Millennium Development Goals, so uh, we uh, at the NIU uh, South Center for South Asia Study, uh, we have been to uh, you know India, uh, Indonesia, as well as uh, Myanmar to promote uh, you know uh, educator like professor at university. Uh, then they can actually teach the student how to you know, gain knowledge and the skill to promote further sustainable development goals. What, w- what was, uh, Jim, you mentioned this, what was some of the reception you had from some of our local partners? I guess, so who are some of the university partners in Myanmar and uh, what, were the, what was your classroom experiences like? Um, the first experience was with the Adanaban University and they were very keen to 
uh, have to talk about or have a workshop on geographic information systems. Um, I, we were, already had connections with the geography department from previous uh, trips there, and the department chair um, invited me to conduct this workshop. Um, this workshop was comprised of several other geographers from several other universities in the area um, as well. It was about 60 people attended, and uh, we talked about first um, about health and medical geography and how the things like um, elements of that, which could include many of the topics um, that are covered in the SDGs and how they can be um, integrated um, using technologies like uh, geographic information systems, which was actually the second part of the workshop where we actually worked on um, using um, a GIS. Now, they were already familiar with the geographic information system, but... Okay, I was, was going to ask, did yeah. they, are they, is, it's on the radar, certainly. It is certainly there. is, yes. Um, they, um, uh, typically, you have to, um, and you know, I would consider Myanmar kind of a low-resource environment, uh, at least not able to buy a lot of licenses for proprietary okay. software. And so I thought it would be a good idea, and I, they did too, that we looked at open source um, uh, software such as QGIS, which is totally free. And so we went over some of the commonalities. I mean, we, GIS is regardless of who makes them, um, are fairly, the principles are always the same. And so th those carried over very nicely. It was just a matter of getting used to a little bit different interface, but otherwise the concepts, they have, they have all that. It's just access to the technology. They understand it, um, but widespread ac access to the technology that they could use um, to teach their students um, geography through these technologies as well would be more. And so I guess directing to them to training on stuff that was, that was free and uh, available to them so they wouldn't have to, they could start using it right away. And, right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, Sheba, what are what are some of the what are some of the most pressing um, uh, problems in in Myanmar in terms of in terms of development? You you talked about a few. Could you uh, relay some of those to our listeners? Um, okay. So uh, Myanmar is you know low and medium middle income country. So um, they are very. Um, some technology are out of date uh, as a result of some you know, political agenda or priority. So, uh, for example, you know, infrastructure for uh, water and wastewater, and also uh, there's no uh, regulation or monitoring system for air quality. So the water, sanitation, and also air quality affect uh, human health, including child health. Uh, leading cause of child mortality include pneumonia and diarrhea. Those are you know, significantly impacted by those environmental factors. So those knowledge are still like limited uh, in uh, Myanmar. Could you maybe give us an example of a, of a kind of uh, critical problem that you saw? A critical problem. Uh, for example, in a uh, community uh, who, which are uh, lower than uh, poverty, a poverty line, uh, they can drink uh, water directly from, uh, you know, uh, surface water, those river. It's heavily contaminated with, uh, you know, uh, domestic weight, waste as well as industrial waste. So just drinking those, uh, you know, water directly impact, you know, human health. And also some uh, 
other issues, including some informal sectors. Uh, Myanmar is very uh, rich in the mineral. Uh, you know, of yeah. course, um, there are many good industry t- uh, practices, you know, safe and economic growth of uh, the community. However, um, there are many uh, informal sectors uh, which happen to be like, uh, you know, low-income community or uh, community coming from other country. Uh, they process uh, uh, using um, illegal chemicals such as mercury. So that is uh, our very um, serious concern. That was a great, uh, was a great visual aid. Uh, Dr. Shibata passed around a vial of mercury uh, for us to examine. You know, and, and <laughs> it's it's something that's in our thermometers or something. Yeah. That, that, but and, uh, and we used to play with it. Yeah, yeah. right. Like and and now we know that it's like it's wildly dangerous yeah. um, uh, in, in so many ways mm-hmm. for human health. But uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it drove the point home that this is this you know like. A, a vial of uranium or something. <laughs> That's you're like. <laughs> the, the, look, look what I got. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. This is this is this is. I can walk into a kiosk and get this in Myanmar. It, uh, something that is uh, is unstable or is it's challenging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, challenge. You know, because of the poverty and also because of lack of education yeah. uh, regarding the health. What is a safe and what is a you know the sustainable development? So, uh, because of the you know those. Um, Kind of background issue, uh, it's normal for them to use illegal uh, chemical, right? Right, and in in an un, uh, a low regulation environment, yeah, enforcement uh, is yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes a, that makes a difference. And yeah, I was thinking even in uh, in a regulated environment, the other issue is enforcement. Mm-hmm. Right, in, in right. You can it, write all the laws you, you want. want, right? And if you're not enforcing them. Yeah, and I imagine you know that in a in a underdeveloped country that uh, um, the the economic imperatives are, are very high, and and those might uh, people might be cutting that happens in 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 advanced economies. Yeah, uh, so, the United States is a great example. I mean, yeah, uh, using our resources and then paying the price later down the line. Right, right. Um, I wanted to ask, uh, Jim, something you brought up um, in terms of climate action. So what happened, which is one of the um, of these yeah. sustainable development mm-hmm. goals, what happens in Myanmar if the, if the climate changes? Can you give us some, some snippets? Um, as you saw from that one graph, for example, um, uh, changes in temperature and rainfall can change not only exposures to hazards, whether uh, there's um, drying or desertification mm-hmm. or long drought, periods of drought will certainly affect uh, food. Um, because Myanmar has a, has a, doesn't they, they have, they have some like tropical savanna and they have some high monsoon. They have a really interesting, right. diverse. They, they probably have one of the more diverse tropical environments, yeah. just partly because where they're located within the tropics, but also elevation. Um, so, um, so that, so that Delta area can be susceptible to, to, uh, to, to drought in a way that, uh, the, well, the, especially the, the, um, the interior in Maguay, actually, um, that is, uh, if you go to the, uh, SDG website, um, that is one of their features is in Maguay. Really? Yeah, yeah. One of the, uh, areas that is undergoing drought. And, um, so if you have change in climate patterns, and these are things happening, uh, seem to be happening relatively rapidly now, and 
Myanmar's population is not the highest growing population, but with more mouths to feed and um, uh, that can uh, be a hardship, a, a real challenge. Um, flooding can be an equal challenge as well. We were real impressed, uh, uh, Sheba and I, uh, a couple of years ago, like how really they sort of adapted, and it's kind of an adaptation. Um, <laughs> they're just they're just used to it. You they're mean, like used they, to it, and, yeah, they, and just, they just migrate. They just move, and and with the seasons, right? And uh, so, um, but that can cause you know increasing urbanization. That can cause all kinds of problems, flooding in cities, uh, the mixing of all kinds of, well, toxins, but also household waste, domestic waste, and so forth. You're, these, you're increasing the, your exposures to these things. Um, and I guess fl- flooding provides where those, those, those health scare or concerns might be isolated, that it, all of those mix and meld is all, that, all of those waters cross-contaminate right and, i mean we and, saw that and, in texas for example with mm. the hurricane that's, that's usually a pretty good example of a, yeah. a lot of rain in a very short amount of time what happens um and you have displaced people um as well uh, people that cannot uh, move very readily the access to health services and care can be quite a problem anywhere in the world um and it's usually those the ones that are uh at risk of greatest harm are those that are more marginalized in society. That's where the real impacts are felt. Um, and so in developing countries... So do you mean children, or do, are you saying or are you saying just populations? Uh, po- whole? Yeah, populations as a whole, but some members of the population are more uh, susceptible than others. Say the aged, for example, um, yeah. over 65 or 75, um, how, you know... Uh, how willing are they to move? Willing to move, and how willing are the family members to support them? They'll probably stay behind as well um, for their parents. So, the so kind um, of the kind of thing that a, that a catching a disease can be an inconvenience for a a, a healthy twenty um, something, but absolutely life threatening for it can you be, know uh, someone right uh, who's who's marginalized cannot get the care that they need um, and. Uh, Whose resistance, uh, just as a function of age, either they're very young or they're o- older. Um, they tend to be a little more immunologically compromised. University uh, told me about you know uh, characteristic of uh, people in Myanmar. Uh, Myanmar is very uh, people in Myanmar are very uh, religious. There, uh, most of them are Buddhist, and then they accept fate. So they accept uh, you know what's happening in mm. their life. For example, if something bad thing happened to you, including disease or injury, that's fate. So if you accept those disease. They are not willing to change. They are not willing it's to. Some, it's some karmic you know, yeah. uh, um, consequence rather yeah. than like like an unacceptable mm-hmm. health outcome. Because for us, you know, in order for us to protect and promote human health and well-being, we need to understand what affects those, you know, that disease or you know, even uh, injury. But then, if they don't want to, you know, take action to prevent those disease, 
um, it's hard for us. So even mm. that is conversation from professor and rector, they have, okay, so something bad happened, including flooding, that's nature, that's uh, natural. So, yeah, well, that's, uh, you know, it's interesting, like, that's where the, the value of maybe a, a center for Southeast Asian studies, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> the good. cultural understanding yeah. mm-hmm. and, and yeah. uh, uh, public health, the, the, those were those things, mm-hmm. the, those, those GIS maps over, mm-hmm. <laughs> over, overlay, and you can kind of um, get a sense for these challenges have, um, uh, they have many facets to them, and culture is, culture yeah. is part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, attitudes. I hadn't thought about that, but yeah. So it's an acceptable level. Uh, so I do the risk assessment. We always, you know, we cannot protect, you know, everyone. We cannot protect, you know, million people. So like, you know, in the kind of gold standard for World Health Organization, like, you know, one in one million people get, like, uh, develop cancer. That is acceptable. But then, for example, in Myanmar, not about cancer, but then their acceptable level is such high. Right. So and so that and that that has a consequence for maybe grassroots public action or 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 demands that from below there where where their threshold is so much higher that that they the government might not be faced with uh, loud public um, demand displeasure demand mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so like you know the you know uh, leading cause of death among children under five including. Uh, you know, pneumonia or diarrhea and other infectious disease, those are preventable disease. However, mm-hmm. they accept that fate. So it's hard for us to, you know, um, you know, kind of persuade the people, hey, your you know, disease can be prevented. Your children don't have to die. But then those are all because of their, you know, culture and the perception and their knowledge, and their knowledge can be, uh, you know, improved by education. So then, that's why you know, college education is very important because college student become a teacher at the elementary school or middle school. So we cannot change that you know the perception of society at this point. But then, by educating a teacher, you know, university teacher, and then teacher will you know teach the student. They will become the mother or you know teacher again. Then we can change their perception in the next generation. Could be long run. These things are not going to happen overnight. No, they never do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it can take generations, actually. Yeah. Right, but I guess if you have to, you have to start somewhere and, and you start, have to start, start moving somewhere. the needle. Uh, right, uh, if you're going you to do to, that, you have to give a push. And yeah, then, and then because of that, you know, we deal with you know public health or environmental health, and then they think that that's for medical doctor. You know, about yeah, health right. is all about medical doctor. Professor in geology, geography, or chemistry, <laughs> they think they cannot do anything. No, like I said that. No, you, yeah, yes, you can. That is very important. You know, you know, uh, protecting uh, public health. That you don't have to be a medical doctor. So, are you saying that the the like the, some of the teachers and the faculty had this perception, mm-hmm. or or this is the from the, the uh, public you know, faculty? Oh, really? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Even faculty. Yeah. Well. Um, Maybe you showed them otherwise. They can yeah, that, that's why <laughs> yeah. this SDG is a perfect example for us. 
you know, uh, health is one of the, you know, 17 goals. But then all other factors, including poverty to the gender equality to the, you know, the other, you know, peace, that's all affect human health. You don't have to be a medical doctor, but then if you are yeah. in the economics, you, that's you can contribute to, you know, making difference in the human health. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, one of the interesting slides you, you, you showed was um, about, the, about the disease burden and how it's spread out across especially Southeast Asia. Can you tell us a bit about that? Uh, yes. Um, now, the disease burden, okay, that's a measure of not just uh, deaths from particular diseases, but also disability. And those are... Um, calculated on a country-by-country country basis. And um, the importance there is what kind of, you know, um, poor health, um, disability, what impact does that have on society and society's future development? Um, if people are malnourished, um, brain development is involved, especially for younger kids, what prospects will they have 20 years from now? You know, what will the workforce look like because of conditions of early life? Um, what kind of drain um, in uh, managing water systems because of disease is that on the rest of the economy? What impact might that have on its development in whatever direction they want to go? So not just looking at mortality, but looking at the whole uh, the health right. picture of the living and the right. dead. Right. If you have uh, people dying at a young age, you lose that contribution that they can make to mm. the, the rest of their society. Um, a lot of sick people um, drain resources and that can be used for improving lives of their of the people within their society so i think that that that's the idea behind the burden the idea of a burden on a society so where country. does where does myanmar stand in relation to its southeast asian neighbors it is the has the second highest global burden of disease after cambodia according to the lancet journal which is uh, a pretty uh, well thought it, of journal. global or, or just in southeast asia no, just southeast asia okay. i'm sorry but uh, global i mean terms of burden right health gotcha. burden. yeah 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 so um so uh respiratory diseases which are something we get at um in our measurements and some previous work that we have done with particulate matter and uh, other things that are found in our air and what effect that can have on health ch particularly childhood health um then uh, some waterborne or water, yes, water-related diseases such as, um, or water-based disease like malaria is also fairly high in, uh, comparatively speaking, in South, to, to Southeast Asia in Myanmar as well. Surprisingly, I hear that uh, typhoid is not as big of an issue as it is in the rest of Southeast Asia hmm. in Myanmar. Um, I don't know why that is, but I was told I was corrected on that point uh, by <laughs> by uh, geographers. Okay, so so uh, I think you know the nice thing, interesting thing about geographers, the geography is it's in such an integrating discipline that I'm putting a plug in here. That um, <laughs> I mean, you bring in all kinds of ideas and concepts, um, bringing those together to understand what makes a place a place, what its issues are, and so on. So, all, all of that, all of that data can contribute to this picture. That um, right. you know, and every um, you might be a specialist in one part of it, but it's all kind of overlapping. And right, and that's it, exactly it. How it all comes together focuses on a particular place, what kinds of issues and problems they might have based on their environment, 
social built, their, basically their habitat, and also their social organization. All those things come into play. And it's not just necessarily data, but things like uh, Sheba has just mentioned, uh, their ideas, philosophy, their value systems also can help inform that, those kinds of analyses in a, uh, a say, a geographic uh, information system approach as well. So there's room, a lot of room for qualitative understanding within, within this highly technical um, tool. Like they try to give them a hand to the, those low-income country or people in poor. But then that uh, is good, but it's novel, but then it's not solution uh, in order for uh, make it to the actually, you know, the prevented you know, issue. Um, I think education is the key, and then not just to ed- education in the elementary level. Highest education, improving highest education is the key. So to build to build internal capacity in yeah. in Myanmar mm-hmm. rather than just yeah. swoop in and try right. to solve mm-hmm. it. Right, yeah, um, it just does not work, and it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so, and then that's why you know we decided to you know um, train uh, like you know those professor first, then they can make a difference in their community. And then instead of, hey, do it, or hey, this is a tool. But then that's not sustainable. So we want to actually, um, because people in Myanmar didn't know about those international, you know, what, global agenda. So from the beginning, so like we need to think about, like I uh, emphasize all people, or actually professor in Myanmar who participated in a project, a uh, workshop, you know, they are, not only you know Brumi, but also they are global citizen. So yeah. you know, think globally and act locally. What were some of the what were some of the activities? Uh, I know you did some GIS stuff with uh, some of your classrooms. What, what kind of what kind of field work did you have them out there doing um, in your classrooms? Uh, I think yeah, for, Shiba will know. Uh, like, so we our workshop consists of the training and how do how do you develop a research project? And then, you know, including, uh, you know, ethics. Uh, research ethics is not uh, well established in many uh, low and middle income country, because even we, uh, like in the US, if you just ask question for interview, um, we need IRB. IRB stands for Institutional Reviewer Board, those ethic approval required. But then for them, just do it, but then, it can be okay for them, but then it's potentially violate privacy, and that's potentially affect you know the participant. It's important for them to know the basic concept of research, and then first we focus on that those you know uh, capacity building. They can 
you know, uh, prepare the research. Then second step is actually uh, we conduct, uh, you know, interdisciplinary research with local professor. So from uh, social, you know, research to the, you know, the natural, re- natural or life science research, you know, with uh, multidisciplinary. So like we go to field to, you know, collect water or air sample to analyze, and also we conduct, we go to field to conduct epidemiologic survey. So like they get to, um, like hands-on, you know, training. Then once they, you know, obtain knowledge and the skill, they can conduct uh, own study to improve knowledge. Um, as we talked about earlier, you know, the education, especially STEM, uh, science, technology, engineering, math, their education uh, are kind of behind in Myanmar. So even science professor, they can memorize textbook, but then they are not trained to uh, like build or um, improve new knowledge. So we help them to, you know, think outside box. You know, that is research. So then they can create new knowledge or improve knowledge to, you know, uh, for decision, a better decision making. And sort of a uh, another part of that is to eventually get them publishing into the uh, uh, you know research community abroad global creating global, their own knowledge creating their own knowledge dissemination um, yeah. and disseminating that knowledge and let, letting the rest of the world know um, about them and engaging the rest of the world with with their problems and and solutions they may have their own solutions right. over time and and uh, that could benefit the rest of the world so thinking ahead what are what are some of the most Pressing, you know, kind of top two or three uh, sustainable development issues in 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 Myanmar. If you had to, um... all seventeen are intact. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 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 it's kind of uh, the, the, you know, really the root the root uh, problem. Yeah. Even in the United States mm-hmm. or anywhere in the world where you have health issues, mm-hmm. there's really two that come out. And we, we in geography, those of us involved in medical or health geography, is just, show me a map of poverty, mm-hmm. show me a map of lack of education. Mm-hmm. I'll show you a map of disease. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah, you know, I mean, the pattern is almost the same. I mean, if you look at counties in the U.S., for mm-hmm. example, you will find... And I can probably really, follow from, like, uh, all kinds of, like, ill social effects come out of those, right. those the, that, that Venn diagram of right. uh, poverty and education. Right. Those two things are really key um, to lifting, um, lifting and improving... You know, lifting yourself out of poverty, obviously, but economic well-being translates into, um, and education translates into health, health well and well-being, eventually. Uh, but these things do take time. You know, mm-hmm. people thinking different along different lines for quite some time. We see that everywhere, not just in Myanmar, mm-hmm. but uh, it takes some time for things to eventually change. Yeah, and, and Myanmar is historically in the in the twentieth century has had its challenges with development in the colonial and post colonial era, and it, it, it has them today today as well. But it seems like it's uh, um, I don't know. It feels like it's ready for it's 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 its turn to kind of to turn that corner, right. perhaps. And the desire is there. I mean, you yeah. Yeah, kind of you feel so you feel they're very the eager. The, right. Yeah. Yeah. They they're very eager to learn and mm-hmm. apply. 
So we look forward to uh, a lot of partnerships with uh, yes. with, uh, with, hope so. with them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if people are interested in in this topic, uh, w- what are some places they can look online? Um, if you are interested in sustainable development goal, uh, you just type SDG, and there's a you know the first you know the yeah. link is you know from the United Nations. Then you can learn from SDG. And then if you are interested in participating, you know, making difference in the SDG, uh, you know, uh, you can uh, contact the Center for Southeast Asia Study. We have many experts. <laughs> and then, you know, it's a good plug. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> uh, well, Coinc- coincidentally, I know a place. That, uh, <laughs> then directly email me. <laughs> Yeah, and so you can find uh, you can find Jim and Sheba on 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 our website, of course, and uh, they have ongoing projects that uh, they're always they're always looking for looking for students, looking yeah. for um, people willing to help and, uh, and volunteer. And I want to I want to thank you both for your time. Thanks for coming yeah, in. Thanks yeah. for having yeah. us. Thank you for inviting us. Okay, and thanks to listeners. Thank Bye. Crossroads, we would like to thank Tommy Brown for today's music and Chu for production assistance. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.